Today, we're going to get a bit into some of the excesses of the COVID days. Uh, I have three moms uh, arrested, surveyed, um, manhandled, targeted, physically harassed. We're going to get all, into all of that with these three women who uh, were really out there uh, trying to advocate for their rights and privileges and not just themselves, but their children. Uh, Denise and Tara have Freedom Angels. Uh, they were arrested in 2020 after protesting against mask mandates. Uh, Michelle Effendi, she's a mother of four, lives in the New England area, lives in Boston. And uh, she alleges that she was peacefully protesting mask and mandates, vaccine mandates. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter, Effendi uh, Michelle, E-F-E-N-D-I, Michelle with L-L-E. And uh, the Freedom Angels are also on X, Freedom Angels 2. So we'll get to them after this. Our laws as it pertains to substances are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying, you go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the holiday season and our friends at GenuCell Skincare want to give you the gift of younger looking skin with their best sale of the year. For the first time ever, get over 60% off our favorite skincare bundles at GenuCell.com slash Drew. GenuCell has so many products that Susan and I love. GenuCell's XV Moisturizer. It locks in moisture, making dry spots a thing of the past. It's especially great with the colder weather coming in. And with its immediate effects... Two, you can see these results in as little as 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. Susan loves GenuCell's Vitamin C Serum and the new Deep Correcting Serum with Lactic Acid. It hydrates your skin while preventing future wrinkles from developing. Take advantage of this amazing holiday savings by going to GenuCell.com and getting over 60% off right now. Plus, all orders are upgraded to free shipping for the rest of the holiday season. Use code DREW at checkout for an extra 10% off your entire order. That's genucel.com slash Drew, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash D-R-E-W. All right, just a reminder of the upcoming uh, guests we're going to have before I get rolling here. Tomorrow we're going to have a little bit of a break as we roll into the holidays. We'll have sort of a, a little levity. Uh, Jiayoung Summers uh, and Brad Williams. Jiayoung will be in the, in, the, in the room here with me, which is interesting. Uh, next week, uh, Dr. Lee Meng Yan, we'll get an update from her. Emily Kaplan, uh, you'll be very interested in her uh, skepticism about a lot of things in the medical system. Sean Baker, Brian Kilmeade on the 3rd, Jim Brewer on the 4th, Roseanne coming in on the 10th, and Dr. Paul, Paul Alexander on the 11th. Uh, our crack producer and booker, Emily Warsh, has been hard at work. Today is no exception. Uh, like I said, we have uh, two guests uh, after the break. Uh, which is Denise Aguilar and Tara, Tara Thornton, which I'll get to them in a second. But first, let me wake, welcome Michelle Effendi, who has a hair-raising story from New England. Michelle, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Dr. Drew. What happened? Give us the story. Well, I first want to say, unfortunately, the COVID days are not behind us. I know in your intro, you said that this was something 
you know, alluded to, it, to being of the past. Unfortunately, this is still very much a part of my present. I was arrested 659 days ago, and until now, the charges still have not been dismissed. Um, there's a shorter story, and there's also a longer story. I'll start with the, the short story. I had uh, peacefully gone to the Massachusetts State House where I formerly lived. Right now, I live in uh, Florida. I, I do not live in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm right now, but I lived in Massachusetts my entire life up until a year ago. So um, I was living in Massachusetts, of course, and I went to the state house. They had finally opened. It was the last state house in the country to open. And that was on March 1st, 2022. This was not a 2020 event. I wish I was I wish I realized what was going on in 2020, but I was a lefty. I thought that I believed my government. I thought that COVID was real. I I participated in, in all the things. But in 2022, I went to the Massachusetts State House and I asked to peacefully enter because I wanted to meet my elected officials. No one was answering the phone. No one was answering emails. No one was responding to the concerns that I had. And instead of allowing me to enter the public building, I was thrown to the ground and arrested. Uh, So Hmm. I was bruised, battered, and I was charged with disorderly conduct, trespassing, and assault. They charged me with assault. They charged me with assaulting so, so a man on. I walked past. Do, do we, Caleb, do we have video of some of this? Is that yes, what Michelle I believe brought us? This is the video. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is, I believe this is it. Is this the right one? Well, this is the... Was that the correct one? There's a lot of video from that day. And, you know, the the interesting part of that video is that they ended up bringing me into the building. I had to be cuffed, but they brought me into the building. So they wouldn't let me into the building when I wanted to walk inside peacefully. But then Mm. they brought me into the building when I was handcuffed. So, I mean, I don't... Did you get this... No, what, what, what was the allegation? What what was the reason they wouldn't let you into the building? What was what was their because, reason? Because I could not or would not show proof of vaccination. H- had you been vaccinated? No, I was not vaccinated. Had you had COVID at that point? Um, you know I I. I, I I I had lost my sense of smell like one time a, f- a few months mm-hmm. beforehand, you know. Okay. But uh, until right. then. I, I, you know, it, it was, it was already in 2022. By then it was really clear to a lot of the people around me. And I, I, I imagine to you also that this is, we're moving past this and the emergency mm-hmm. was no longer the big bad COVID. The emergency was the government that was now continuing to say the control. Because coincidentally, and I do really appreciate you allowing me to be on this incredible platform, especially with the the guests that you have. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. Um, 
Today happens to be the two-year anniversary that the mayor of Boston, Michelle Wu, announced that there would be Vax Passport system in Boston. I think it's kismet that you allowed me to be on the show today. So she had announced Vax Passports on December 20th, 2021, and the system did not go into place until January 15th, which was a some weeks later, which happens to be Martin Luther King's birthday, which was just Mm. a a sick, twisted irony. And um, I was so terrified that my husband was going to be forced vaccinated to keep his job that I began protesting at that point. And I saw Other people were protesting as well. So I began to collaborate with them. And by collaborate, I mean, um, sometimes I would protest on the street with a sign. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this some of the, this this is, uh, this this, looks like you're trying to get into the, go ahead. This is the. This is the initial, this is the initial time when they had refused us. I'll let it speak for itself. Excuse me, you're not able to go over there. Are you in charge? Are you in charge of this policy? No, I'm not. You have to come back over here. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm just asking. I'm. I'm asking you a question. Are you in charge of this policy? I answered your question. No, I am not. You have to speak to the governor. The governor. There's nobody between you. That's the person that's running the state. So I have no idea. I can't tell you anything else. We were at the governor's, we were at the governor's office, like, we were at the governor's office, like, we have to speak to the governor, okay, well, let us inside, we'll try to, we'll try to speak to the governor, you know, and she said, you'll have to speak to the state, well, we're at the state house, Mm. can't we speak to the state, and um, so we were, we were, I was engaged with protesting um, in a sense that sometimes I would protest on the sidewalk with a sign. And other times I would go to a museum or a library and I would ask to be serviced like everybody else, similar to how there were sit-ins in the 1950s or 60s or however long and, excuse me, or at whatever time when people would sit at a lunch counter and ask to have lunch just like everybody else. Well, I would go to to the public library and ask to... I didn't feel like I needed to ask. I would sit down at the in the children's room with my children and suddenly the librarians would swarm and the police would swarm and insist that I was trespassed or trespassing and insist that I leave. But again, this was not in 2020. This was in 2022. And um Furthermore, this also occurred at the uh, Franklin Park Zoo. I went to the zoo with my children and uh, they insisted that I was not allowed to go inside the indoor exhibits. They had security follow my children and I around the entire zoo. We were allowed to be in the outdoor exhibits, which was humiliating because even the animals. So so hold on. Well, at least they... uh it, listen, California, they closed everything down. You couldn't even be outdoors here for quite but, as long, easily, as Massachusetts. Um, but what, but what was the allegation? You didn't have a vax. Oh, I understand. Yeah. You, but you didn't have a vax mandate, a vax uh, passport. Is that the deal? Was that the problem? Yes. 
yes. And well, the, the problem so, is so because that this is entirely have... unlawful. It's unlawful. Yeah. It's unlawful. It's not a law. It's, you know, it's, it's their policy and separate is never equal. It's, it's not, there's already, there's already precedent set that, that you cannot segregate spaces. You cannot segregate spaces by religion, by medical, by disability. So when we go to these, oh, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how they got away with the discriminatory practices. New York City uh, had a very serious problem with African Americans getting vaccinated, and they were being excluded from public spaces and restaurants and bars. I mean, it was the most discriminatory policy I've ever seen. And, and whenever you make an in-group and an out-group, you create trouble. Uh, I, I saw it coming. And now I've got a video I wanted to play, but we can't play it for whatever reason. But it was, you know, showing how the press was just parroting and condemning and making this all about the unvaccinated or the unmasked. And, and so, when did you? What what was your evolution in your thinking about this? What, what when did you sort of start waking up, and how did that work? In 2021, I, I started to have negative consequences because of the mask. I, I also, with the looming vaccine um, mandates, I thought that the vaccine was coming out too fast. Um, I am a community organizer and I was trained in emergency management as a trained emergency management volunteer. So uh, when mm. COVID first happened, I actually reached out to my town officials and told them I didn't think that they were doing enough for COVID response. That was in 2020. Mm -hmm. But in 2021, again, the negative consequences of the mask and the looming mandates, I was forced to give birth in a mask. And by 2000, mm -hmm. the end of 2021, 2020, Two, it was like, wow, this is just the emergency again is no longer COVID, the emergency is the unlawful elected officials that are violating our rights. And it is on what authority do they have to be insisting? So, so were, were there to be a sufficient emergency circumstance, would have you been, and we can debate about whether there was, was or was not that circumstance. But my question to you is if there was sufficient reason to, have to to violate our civil liberties uh would you support that or is that the circumstance that is only to the most dire of circumstance and and uh you, and it's hard even to conceive of what that would be not anymore not anymore there's no trust well there's no no that was my question oh i okay. see so now so now because of the extreme overreach the 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 foolishness of the overreach and circumstance where it make no sense you don't want anything to do with any emergency where they violate your civil rights. You'll take care of yourself. I I would I believe that there is these are my God-given rights and they have been violated. Again, I, I don't think that I've expressed this point yet, but I'm threatened with six months in prison. I am every single day, I have my four children. One of them is three months old. The other is a two-year-old special needs toddler. And then I have a six-year-old and an 11-year-old. And I have to be with them every single day. And in each moment, I think, wow, if and when I'm in prison, I'm going to miss this. Okay, because that's and, and what and what are the charges exactly? It you said it was mis uh, Dis public disorderly. Uh, what was it again? Disorderly, disorderly, disorderly conduct. conduct trespassing. And, and what and what is your right? And assault. And then 
assault. And and your contention is you were just walking into a tent where somebody else was getting assaulted. It's on, what, what it's was on, video. Was it's your, on video. I was yeah. the one being assaulted, sir. I was the one assaulted. I was the one assaulted. I did not assault anybody. I walked past a man and then they've accused me of assaulting him. And they right. shackled, they, this is, this is me being assaulted. By the cop there. Yeah. That's because you were walking by that tent. I walked into the tent. Ah, okay. And there okay. is, and there is absolutely no need. It's totally unlawful what they did. And was there some know. sort of was there some sort of crowd control issue going on at the time? I uh, because it sounds like a lot of people yelling. There were other people that were also being refused, refused, unlawfully refused entry into this public state house. This is this is not just a restaurant. This is not just about you know the 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 baker who's refer, refusing to bake the gay couple a cake. This is the it, Massachusetts state house that's refusing entry to its. Citizens. I get it. I, I get. It. I just want to. I just want to raise all the issues of the naysayers yeah. in case, so I can represent them. So they would say things like, "Was this a big group? Did you intend to make a, you know, a big scene? Did, did, were you a little? Were you in any way obstreperous or difficult before all this? We're looking at. Was no. it a big group? No, and even still. There were, I think that there were maybe like four or five of us there and you can only call it a big group because we were being blocked entry. The building is huge. It was recently renovated. What are they renovating it for? Did, if we did you come together to, to protest the same thing? We met there in order to be able to go inside, but we didn't all come in a school okay. bus or a van. You know, we, right. we were right. companions, right. but um, furthermore, we, uh, the, the the issue here also is selective persecution. My congresswoman at the time was Ayanna Presley, and in 2020, she is quoted as saying that there needs to be unrest in the streets. Protesters were allowed during the high time of COVID to be able to. They were allowed to go out to 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 spread COVID if that's what it's called and to, to peacefully protest because that's their right to have freedom of speech and freedom of assembly, okay? I, on the other hand, by Ayanna Presley was called in a press release, a uh, violent, threatening, misogynist, supremacist, myself and other peaceful protesters. She labeled this in a, in a press release along with the, the DA, the sheriff and others without proof. My do husband. You, do you have any plan to uh, take uh, action against some of these people or some of these allegations? This this is a great point that I appreciate you bringing up. So I recently had to um, end my relationship with my uh, former lawyer, and I this 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 interview couldn't have come at a better time because myself I, I really do need to have a a. An, a more experienced legal team that is very committed to um, standing up to this these draconian unlawful measures because this involves very very high powered uh, officials who are involved with persecuting people and um, there are rotating corrupt judges and 
I, I should have I should have already had my dr- charges dropped years ago, whereas other peaceful protesters already have. Throughout 2023, there have been at least 38 people who have gone inside the state house and have been arrested for environmental protest, and their charges have already been dropped. But me. And the other man that was arrested that day, we continue to be tied up in court because process is the punishment. These people are and violating our rights. So as you as you've sort of again, I'm more I'm more curious than anything about your evolution and your thinking. Like um that, you know, you were where where'd you live in Massachusetts, by the way? Just curious. I've always lived minutes outside of the Boston area, if you're familiar with so, with that. In the greater Boston area, so you're in Fra- you're in Framingham or something. You're out no, there, I, out, you're actually, out that way, or you're uh, out the other way, Belmont. No, I'm originally from um, Peabody, Massachusetts, but I lived okay. in Randolph during the time. However, my husband was a Boston employee, so that's why I was okay. So you're so you're scared. you're a standard average Bostonian, average Massachusetts you're, lefty. You're yeah, very born liberal, you, right? And, and so, what, what do you, how do we understand what's happening now? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm sort of always been kind of moderate, but I'm still trying to understand what what has happened. What this the frame has moved in a strange direction, and people right. are getting caught in it. And you seem to be one of them. What, what do you imagine has happened here? What's your What's your interpretation of this? The 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 vax the forced vaccination broke the camel's back for me. That was just a to me. It was a, it was a human rights violation. I, I couldn't believe but it. But why don't why don't other people who are liberal see it as such? Um, I think namely that your 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 mayor. I I believe that um, that sh- I think that they're these uh, for the politicians. I think that they're being paid to do what they do. I I mean that's just what it is. And for her, um, you know, she's in a lot of hot water right now. And and I'm and you know I'm glad that she is because what she's done is incredibly evil. I'm actually one of the people that um, has been targeted by her there over the summer. Um, a list came out of fifteen or so people that were named as um, peaceful people that had their names sent to the police and I'm one of those one of those people named I've been um persecuted and and that's why I don't think I'll ever be given a, a fair trial not like any of this is is fair or lawful Well I uh, appreciate you telling the story I I where would you like people to go if they want to support you or help learn more other than Twitter there must be you, you have a website set up or uh, not at this time. However, I, again, I I really do appreciate this this opportunity. I do have a Twitter thread set up of of all of the the legal documents that I've been able to compile. I've been digging through um, uh, public record searches. I I'm, it's been two years, and I have not until now asked for a dime. But at this time, I, I do have a fundraiser set up because I just never would have expected it to go this far and this long, and it just drags mm. on. So, um, at offending. In the meantime, you're trying to you're trying to raise and uh, homeschool yeah. four kids, right? <laughs> That's yeah. that's the other problem is that the judge um, now expects me to go back to Massachusetts, and that's just financially impossible for me to do. So it's Effendi Michelle E F E N D I Michelle M I C H E L L E, 
I, this, you know, this, this stuff is deeply troubling. It, it really is. I, I, I didn't see any of this coming. It's, it's, I, I just wonder what the mayor would say, what the reason is, what the circumstance, how, how they defend this. I, I just always they, try to look at the other side and understand it, but I, I can't. It's hard to. They claim what? They, they claim that we were that we were supremacist, and my husband is a Muslim Asian man. I was married in a mosque. So, um, you know, they're just lying and threatening and using projection. And it's it's just whatever lie will do. And my children are half Asian. She's a, the mayor is Asian, an Asian woman. So again, they just were throwing whatever lie they could at the dartboard. And it's, it's, it's just fiction, unlawful fiction. And meanwhile, that's why it was important for me to come on this show and, and try to state this case because more people need to be aware of what is happening. And it's not just me, because if I'm convicted of these crimes, then it will set such a, a poor precedent for others because trespassing just for being unvaccinated, that's something that everybody should be fearful of. Susan, you have any questions? I hear you, I hear you moaning over that. I go, ugh, you know. Very emotional. Yeah, it's awful. Well, it? I hope you find the right attorney and everybody, you know, maybe can get some help on your Twitter. Uh, just, you know, stay strong and do your best. And Yeah, if you, if you have updates, you can come here and uh, give them the updates and uh, we'll watch your we'll stream on Twitter and uh, see where this goes. It's uh, you're, you're, You've you gone so from being a Massachusetts citizen to being a... An unusual freedom fighter of sorts, right? Isn't that your new job? Yeah, is that your yeah. new job? Along with, along with breastfeeding, it's my new job. Yeah, it's the baby. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think lean in, lean into the mom aspects of this. I think it has it is particularly lands when you when you realize what. <laughs> What are we doing? Well, a, what are we doing? Well, that, that's the thing is that I couldn't like it's it's sort of, it, it is also humiliating because and that I need to show my pictures of my children because if I'm only just showing myself face planted on the cement, then that's not gonna that's not gonna give me the the exposure that I need. So I have to show that my children need me and this is who they are and that I can't be flying back and forth to Massachusetts for five minute court hearings, that this is not just a ripple of, this doesn't just affect me. It affects all these other parts of me. And, um, it's important. You might want to, the, the group, the group, the, the uh, that's doing the Biden versus Missouri, uh, case, uh, Dr. Blanking Cariotti? Cariotti, Dr. Cariotti. Do you know who Dr. Cariotti is? Wait, is Tom Renz I'm working not, with him? I don't think so. Eh, maybe. But Tom Renz would be another source. That'd be another good place for her to go. So we Mark Garagos. I would love any connections I, we, that you could please provide me. Yeah, does, do you have the, your stuff summarized somewhere, like in a just a paragraph so people don't have to spend, you know, you, you give, give these, these people are busy. I, have, I don't want to give them a lot of... I have a Twitter, yeah, I have, well, I have a... Um, my pinned post on my Twitter account really speaks for itself with just like the, the graphics and, and that sort of thing. And, and well, I send that to the, send that to our, send that to our producer. If you copy it and send it yeah. and then we can send it on to cup these people and see if there's anything we can do. So, thank uh, so Michelle, much. thank you so much. Thank All right. You, and Dr. speaking God of, bless you. Yeah.
Of Thank course. You. Speaking Thank of uh, mo- moms, we're going to lean into a couple more moms who have, each have a very distinct Wait. and interesting story on this. Same. What? And Drew, Caleb. before she goes, look at this. This is wild. I haven't seen this on any account that's like just a legitimate, okay. just just a person. Her, when I go to her account on Twitter, it says it may include potentially sensitive content. Like it's some sort of yeah. like a like a porn star account. Like what? What is that? That makes no sense at all. Is that just because of the protest? Do you, do you maybe the video? Are the videos up there? It ha- It's happened to me before. The 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 thread that I put together to send to your staff mm. and any other media was all labeled sensitive. So the thread that I put together to describe my arrest and the monitor, because I've been monitored online and off by social media. And I'm sorry, not excuse me. I've been monitored online and off by the government. I have public records that show mm. that. And um, that thread became marked sensitive. Wow. And now, Right before the show, I put together a new thread. So I guess it doesn't surprise me that this has happened. And it's very sad. Because That's the new sensitive content. I'm trying so, uh, to. Caleb, we'll probably get ding too here. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, you can expect I, it. Sorry. Yeah, wow. Sorry. That's... Yeah, that that oh, that yeah, is that's, that's definitely unfair, especially with with Elon Musk's new takeover of Twitter slash X. Like that shouldn't be happening. There's yeah. nothing inappropriate. There's no inappropriate content. No. You're a mom. Like this is ri- ridiculous that they would assaulted. put a warning on your account for that. Like I watched the right. videos, and it's not like there's like there's no there's no blood and bones everywhere. There's nothing here no. that's graphically right. gross. It's just an egregious overreach of power and over, like that's. Ridiculous that your account is restricted that way. Censorship. Well, yeah. And I, censorship. Had, I had I had um, staff members from the city of Boston reporting my tweets that came up in public records requests as well. So, I mean, it's just been a, um, a terrible time trying to um, defend myself from mm. the victimization that I've been experiencing along with other moms and other... Um, immigrants and fired healthcare workers. There was, it wasn't just white people. It was a, a group of freedom fighters that um, were labeled as right-leaning supremacist. And it was just totally unfair. And like I said, I'm glad she's now in hot water because very recently she came back in the news for having a, um, this quote, white people no white people allowed christmas party and um good news is though your kids could go and your husband could go yeah (laughs) yeah i mean but you can't but your kids your husband could (laughs) yeah well all right let's wrap it up uh thank you we'll see what we can do send us that email and uh we'll send it on people that do this kind of thing okay all right you got it michelle thank you so much and uh a little bit different, but similar kinds of stories. We're going to talk to Denise Aguilar. I and just followed her. Tara Thornton, good. Uh, civil rights activist, co-founders of Freedom Angels. They're going to tell you about that. They were arrested in 2020 after protesting California and the excesses here. I'll be right back after this. If you're trying to figure out... If you're trying to figure out the right present for someone, you will not go wrong with gifting the most comfortable sheets, clothing, and accessories that your friends and family have ever felt. Of course, I'm talking about Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth has the softest and most comfortable sheets, blankets, towels, PJs, joggers, and more guaranteed. Susan and I love them. In fact, we still have Cozy Earth sheets on our bed. I slept in them last night. I was thinking about how great they were. 
And look at this, I'm wearing one of their super comfortable t-shirts right now. I don't get, I just can't get enough of Cozy Earth. Their sheets are durable, machine washable, and come with a 10-year warranty against defects. So no surprise that Cozy Earth's brand has been featured on Oprah's Favorite Things for five years in a row. Whether it's their luxury pajamas, super soft bedding, loungewear, or plush bath towels, you will love shopping and gift giving at Cozy Earth. Here's my gift to you this holiday season. Go to CozyEarth.com, enter code DREW to save 40%. That's CozyEarth.com with code DREW. CozyEarth.com, code DREW, save 40%. I think everyone knows the next medical crisis could be just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of another pandemic or something much more routine like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their physicians on like Dr. McCullough frequently. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals you can trust. And their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. It's really, it's a safety net. It's an insurance policy yeah, absolutely. that you hope you're not going to need. But if you need it, you sure as heck are going to wish you had it if you need it. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin, z pack the medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all these life-saving medications. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID-19, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured, knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to help you and your family stay safe from whatever life throws at you next. Go to drdrew.com TWC. That is drdrew.com forward slash TWC to get 10% off today. Just click on that link. Now we are welcoming, in just a second, let me give you their particulars before I bring them in here, Denise Aguilar and Tara Thornton. Uh, Freedom Angels is freedom-angels.org. Also Freedom Angels 2 on X. Uh, Informed Mama 209 not sure what they'll tell us which one of us that which one of them that is and pioneer mama ladies welcome to the program hi thanks hello. for having us hello thank you so did the michelle story surprise you guys or is it no doug given what we've been dealing with here in california no it's a you know unfortunately very common with what's going on in every state every state is dealing with a version of this it's just very upsetting that we are still dealing with it how yeah. did you guys get together <laughs> um, well, my political journey started in 2015 when SB 277 was introduced that removed um, non-medical exemptions for K through 12 children. And then um, in 2019, uh, we led the strategy for SB 276. So the work that we've done really focuses on um, human and civil rights mandates, children and families. Yeah, and, and you're running for an. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Tara. I keep inter interviewing. I interrupt you. Go ahead, please. <laughs> Yeah, no, 2015, the bill SB 277, it was the one that removed personal belief exemptions to childhood vaccines for going to school. What people don't know is that bill at the time was, it was COVID on steroids. It was comply or move state. And it didn't even have a carve out for kids going who are homeschooling. So it was private public school, homeschool, and you couldn't, you couldn't delay or have one less shot. It was literally follow exactly as this or move state. And that was really, um, you know, so that 
jumping into that battle really set the stage for for us when 2020 hit we already were fighting all these same forces um you know sadly they create um this big storyline around anti-vaxxers that's what we would have been called the anti-vaxxers and it was you know it's about really about people choosing for like informed consent for choice for transparency for true health and well-being for human and civil rights but you know, it was made into a big, um, you know, a taboo subject. And so the same issues that people who are questioning or wanting transparency and, you know, wanting to stand together on a path forward through COVID, it, you know, we came up against this in 2015 with our children. And as, you know, mothers and parents, that is like, if you're ever going to hold a line and stand up and engage in building the world you want, um, it's that. It's it's for your children. And your so children. we- your children. Yeah. And and is masking the latest thing you guys are uh, questioning or have been questioning? You know, I didn't participate in that program. Um, we really look into health and wellness. And when the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates were rolling out, we did a full stop. We were part of the, um, the first group of people who were protesting against any type of mandates or lockdowns, really overreaching government from the Gavin Newsom administration. So it was the whole thing. We wanted to stand and say, no, we do not support any type of medical mandates. We need to have real conversations around this, real transparency around it, instead of being called every trigger word in the book, um, like a supremacist or a racist, all, all of those things we were called I'm second generation American. My family is here from Mexico. So being called those names because we were questioning certain policies was really eye-opening for a lot of people. Yeah, being called racist. Speaking of eye-opening. <laughs> Go ahead, Tara, say that again. I, I say it's, well, there's a little delay here. And so I think of things I want to ask Denise and that's when you speak. So don't let me do that. You talk right over me. Go ahead. Okay. Because, yeah, it's very racist to be called racist. Uh, and, you know, my family's yeah. mixed race, my child and, and his father. And I mean, if you're ever going to have proof of being non-racist, racist, it's being in a mixed race marriage and, and kids. But really, you know, for us, when the lockdowns happened, Freedom Angels held our first protest at the California Capitol in April of 2020. And then on May 1st, we held a really big one. And, you know, for me, it was a big deal. My That was my son's 10th birthday, May 1st. He was born in 2010 and he was a miracle baby. And I, you know, when I was pregnant and had my child, I like, like most parents, I made the commitment, like I am going to protect him and build the world for him that I want. And I never could have imagined okay. it was going to include things like having to be a freedom fighter or having to stand in, in, in front, you know, stand up and protect him in a manner of like by protecting our first amendment rights to peacefully protest and being arrested. I never could have imagined this journey was going to be part of being what it is to be a parent, a mother, to protect children. But it was very simple to make that decision. Um, yeah, you can see the pictures of our arrests there. Uh, there was there was 32 arrests that day, and there was thousands of us there. And I'll tell you, you know, your your state capital is your town's highest public your town's highest public town square. And if ever your First Amendment right for free speech and to you know redress grievances is to be protected, it is on that ground. And so it was quite simple when they formed the skirmish line and started to move 
of us out, the decision was like, don't move. This is our opportunity, not only to protect my child and create the world I want, but to protect free speech, to literally stand and say, I believe in the First Amendment. And so my it's simple. I will not move. And that was it. And that's peacefully how you can live, you know, your convictions and creating the world you want. It was still scary, though. I will it's tell so you. It's so odd. It, What's scary? Was, getting arrested? No, none of this. I've never been. Denise and I talk about this. We've never been scared in any of these moments because it's truly you feel guided by God. You feel the conviction of it. But the next day it was hard on you know May 2nd to wake up as the we were the evil face of the covid resistance globally. And um, but yet, you know, you win the day, I think, when you see just regular people, moms in dresses peacefully being arrested. And our message to people is if we can do it and we're still standing, you can do it, too. Like, be brave. It's so odd to me that a, a country that was founded on freedom, where that was the major sort of inciting uh, motivation that if people stand up and fight for freedom today, they are somehow anathema, they're racist, something's wrong with that. I, I, that to me is just the oddest shift. And and Denise, your, your path to all this is interesting, right? Yeah, um, I wasn't always into politics. I actually, uh, I was a very active gang member in Stockton um, from the age of 12 all the way up to 2012. I was in the streets. I did all the things, all the violent things that gang members do. And uh, my husband actually introduced me to the vaccine program in 2012. And he said, I think you need to read this insert because the kids are always sick. So I thought he was a crazy conspiracy theorist. Um, I was like, tell me everything. And I went home and I downloaded my children's medical records and I cross-checked it against the insert. And I was really upset at what was going on. And he took me to my first protest for SB 277, where, you know, I grew up Catholic and Democrat. And I never really paid attention to any of it. Uh, when I went into the Capitol building, I saw how disrespectful the California legislators were spitting on children, keeping us out of the building. Um, just, I never expected that from an elected representative. And from my background, I'm a street organizer. And so when I, um, when I experienced that firsthand and I experienced and saw the kind of horse trading that happened and the you know money for votes, like, you know, our, the pharmaceutical companies gave one of the senators, Richard Pan, $95,000 during this bill. Um, it was really eye-opening for me as to, I have missed out on some really important things. And from there, I started talking to people in my community. I started talking to other moms and I experienced certain things within the medical community that really upset me of how much they pressure mothers and how much they um, create this very scared environment that you're scared to say no, or you're going to have CPS called on you. Um, and so I, I took my experience in the street organizing and I started organizing the moms and that's where Tara and I in 2019 got together. And we decided we were, this is enough, enough is enough. We want representation and we want course correction. We are not extreme in California and we're going to work towards bringing some kind of correction of these horrendous laws that got put into place. And you're going to run for office, correct? Yes, I announced my Assembly District 13 race. Um, this is San Joaquin County area, Northern California. Mm -hmm. How's it looking? 
Good. Um, you know, I've had Tara and I have worked so deeply within the community with town halls and showing people that they're fully capable of getting involved in politics. They're fully capable of reading bills and laws and being involved and giving them the ability to see that there's power in their voice. Uh, you know, and we've have a, we used to have a really big social media presence uh, through FOIA requests from Judicial Watch. It showed that the California Secretary of State sent a request for Facebook to censor us on Instagram. So we have been working mm. really hard through that type of censorship. I think I'm like on my 11th account, mm. but, you know, the polls are in and people are done with not being represented. They're done with the extremism that these legislators and the uh, Gavin Newsom administration have put forward. And so it's looking pretty good. Um you know, we have an opportunity here to look past party lines and look at the votes and look at the issues and stop playing the game of Republican and Democrat and really start getting involved in politics. God, I, I yeah. hope you're right, because I've, I've lost faith and trust in the uh, California voter. Uh, they just seem not able to make good decisions. And I, it's just really a wild time when I see some of the propositions that go through and, and just wild. But Tara, are you, you going to say something? Well, yeah, that's because people are disengaged. It's, you know, it, the civic engagement has been, you know, not fostered in education and community. And that's really what has been caused the problem here. You know, the elected representatives have a, a responsibility to hold town halls, to inform their constituents of what is before them, what bills, what issues. But it's also on us. And this is why community organizing and networking is so important. It's on us also to be civically engaged and not only, you know, demand that we know what's going on and that we have a voice at the table, that we're re truly represented, but that we stay involved. Just like when you wake up and brush your teeth, you kind of have to have civic engagement as part of your life. And, you know, we, one thing we'd want people to know is there is absolute hope. We have lost more battles since 2015 than, you know, most people would even want to battle, but we have had historic wins and on the worst terrain, which is California. We look at things like with terrain theory, like assess the terrain, you know, if you're talking about health, same thing. If you're talking about politics, look at where you have strong terrain, where you can move protections for children, for families, for human and civil rights. Uh, but even in the worst of trains like California, and I say worst because we are so polarized here, um, that but that is not a true representation. I think one of the things we're so grateful to be on your show is what we'd want the world to know is that the people of California are not extremists that the extremists in the leadership of the legislature and the executive branch don't represent the vast number of people. And we know this because we've been organizing from the ground up across the whole state, that we are, you know, real California, just like most people. And most people are aligned more than not aligned, that these issues that have been politicized in practice, on the ground, in community, in conversation, are what we all know. They shouldn't be politicized. Everyone has pretty much wants a balanced path forward for their children, their families, and that means your community. So there's good hope, and we've had some great yeah. wins. Yeah, I've always wished for a, a, pra a, a pragmatism here in California that's just been lacking. I mean, anything anything of a, of a solution, I mean, homelessness being the prime example is the easiest thing to point at. I mean, that's a manageable problem. I know exactly how to do that. No, they'll have none of it. No. 
Well, this is where you should you should work with us. Honestly, pe- you know, people don't realize that there is because we work in Paul, you know, grassroots organizing and you have to look at all the pieces and we get in there and there's bills that we'll be working on. And we're like, gosh, we can talk on this medical part. And we have these great doctors like Aaron Cariarty would be our, one of our expert witnesses. But we're like, you need to be in there with us more. Like, Dr. Drew, if you walked in mm-hmm. to some of our hearings as an expert witness and brought the spotlight, most more importantly, is you're bringing a spotlight spotlight and a request for balance and reason that will have more political power than you realize you joe rogan elon musk you wouldn't even believe what you could do to help turn things around and bring the course correct susan will kill me susan will kill me she's she's but as long as he doesn't run for governor it's okay so i'm I'm willing to do that kind of thing um, I, I just feel no, a constant, like I got to do something. I do something. The homeless thing was what first mobilized me. It's like, these are my patients dying on the streets. It's so, this is treatable stuff. What are we doing here? And um, I, in like 2018, I was up in Sacramento. I accused them all of being murderers because they are. They, this is negligent manslaughter. It's negligent homicide. Abs, that's abs, it just is. That's what that is. And uh, and they're running open air hospitals without doctors and nurses. In fact, they're forbidding doctors and nurses, and they're making poor social workers who are not trained to do this manage severe medical and psychiatric cases. It's, so now it's, they want to vaccinate the shit out of these kids, and the moms are pissed. So let's not let it happen. <laughs> and that's that's oh. what we yeah. do. We want the message to be that. If you want to do something, you can do something. This is going to be a multi-layer issue, right? There's so many different issues happening in California. And yeah. because we're not paying attention for so long, it's going to take a little bit to course correct. But Well, it seems like the number one thing needs to be taking the wind out of the rhetorical sails where people cannot be called supremacist and racist and not caring about other people. All this stuff that gets leveled, that, that needs to be fought back hard. Because that is not only disgusting, oh, it's it. insulting. And, and it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So it's, it's stop it with the childish stuff. It's stop it. If you have a problem with what you guys are proposing, let's get into it. That's fine. But stop it with the name calling. That is just disgusting that that is, has any merit whatsoever. The parallel economy has empowered us to care for our health, well-being, as well as longevity. Likewise, for us pet parents who now have a place to go when it comes to keeping the family dogs, cats, even horses in the best shape possible. As a dog dad, I'm thrilled to be working with Pet Club 24-7, a company founded by two guys who lost dogs to serious conditions, including cancer. Pet Club 24-7 has an incredible array of products, including a line of supplements for humans, such as the Inforce Plus Corollius Versicolor and Inforce Corollius Versicolor with Reishi. My friend and colleague, Christina Ferrari, a cancer survivor herself, swears by it. When I was diagnosed, the doctor in the emergency room told me, you have two years to live. Oh, boy. Along with the stem cell, I took these. I have been in remission for eight years now. For dogs, mush puppy treats are a fan favorite. Rex, you want to, oh, boy. Oh, he came right. Oh, there he is. They are also made with the Coriolis Versicolor Mushroom, which supports their immune system, according to hundreds of clinical studies. Here's Kristen Ludlow, National Vice President. That strain does matter. We do have the most potent strain, and we also extract it in a proprietary way. And that's why we've been having such wonderful experiences with these products. Mush puppies are made here in the U.S. There are no fillers. It's non-addicting. Your dog can't accidentally overdose. Go to drdrew.com slash petclub247 for a discount off the list price. That is drdrew.com 
P-E-T-C-L-U-B-247, Pet Club 247. So, but Denise, you, I mentioned that you had an interesting story, you know, to where you are now. I wasn't really talking about vaccines. I was talking how you got out of the gangs and off the streets. Tell, because I don't know that story. So how, how did that evolution occur? And what, what do you do to help other kids? Well, politics really changed my life. My husband really changed my life by mm -hmm. getting me involved in something that was outside the box that I was told I had to fight in. You know, this was a generational mm -hmm. thing that I was involved in to where I saw my brothers, I saw my family members. This was some place that I knew that I had to be. And I didn't know anything. I didn't know any different. This the was gang, just a cycle. The street. Yeah. Yes, it was just a cycle. And at 12 years old, I got jumped in at, you know, in middle school, I got expelled for having guns and drugs in my backpack. I mean, I, I was the all in it kind of person. And, you know, throughout having my daughter as a teenager, my mom having to step in, there were so many pieces in my life that um, I wish that were changed, but because of politics, because seeing that there is a different world out there and there are actual gangsters in politics, mm -hmm. this, this is where I found my, oh, I know what this is. I've seen this. I know what kind of battle this is going to be. I've been well-equipped because I've dealt with it for years. And this is where the generational curses broke for my family. Mm -hmm. I try to help children within my community with learning how to, you know, be entrepreneurs. We have a homeschool co-op where we teach children how to be business owners, mm -hmm. how, to, how to create product, how to sell product. Um, I try to do the best I can to fill in the gaps that my community is feeling. And that's what something that Tara and I like to do. We like to build out, help build out the enrichment centers, help build out the co-ops, talk to people within the inner cities that there is another option besides sending your children to a public school system right now. Public schools, for me, in my opinion, are a very dangerous place to have kids. Um, and we can't fight the policies while our children are in the front line. So in all the, the years of being in a violent situation, have, being a teen mom, being away from my family, having all of this, these decisions, I have been able to take that experience and take it to the Capitol. I have never seen the type of extremism that I've seen working in politics. And, you know, for my community, my underserved community that always gets targeted for different things, vaccine campaigns or to get our vote when we're not being represented, that ends with me. That ends with me and my community. And if we all stood up and said, I'm going to do something about it, I'm not just going to go on Twitter. I'm not just going to go on social media. I'm going to go to my local district office. I'm going to go to my school board meetings. I'm going to go to the Capitol. And that's what we try to model that no matter where you come from, no matter what you did, there's always a place for you at the table of protecting children, protecting families, mm -hmm. and protecting our rights and our freedoms. Yeah, That's and we also and and when we we do town halls, we do a lot of community organizing. And one thing that always you know you can see it moves people. They tell us that here it is, and we say is you don't need to change anything about who you are right now. Mm 
to actually step in and lock arms with us and everyone else and actually create the world we want. You don't need to know any more science. You don't need to know how the legislature works. You don't need to know, and you don't need to buy a new set of clothes. You don't need anything other than like what you're being called in your heart to do and to believe that we get to create the world we want. I mean, the the hope is we have wins we can talk about that show you that California is not extremist and this is how you can actually course correct. But more than anything, like we can literally change the world in a day, all of us, if we just, you know, we get the world what that we accept and we also can start to together bring the solutions that create the world we want for not, I mean, literally our children and all of humanity. And that means a lot. People don't realize I can just go as I am right now. I can step in and it is absolutely because that's politics. Politics, what they don't want is for you to actually show up. Five to 10 people in a district can scare the heck out of any elected representative. And so we work on training strategy and building district to capital networks so that everybody can start to work together and we can push them and say, hey, you don't want to go this way. Not only do you have the cover to vote, you know, into balance or to protect children or parental rights, but this is what your community wants. And, you know, we can get there in California too has a real pathway to get there with, um, you know, moderate Democrats and Republicans at the state want to work together. Yeah. And, and I really, I, you know, yeah, so many I, of us lost faith in, in the, it's, 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 it's inspiring to hear you talk about it, but a lot of us feel like so helpless, but go ahead, Denise. It is, you know, we go in inside my community. I talk to everybody about what is going on in Sacramento because no legislators are talking about it. And in within the Latino community, within the black community, within the Asian community, they are sick and tired of being pandered to. And nobody yeah. agrees sterilizing children. Nobody agrees with mm. abusing children. Nobody agrees with mandates in, in my area. We have to start talking to people. And this is where the hope comes in. You know, we're being bombarded with social media, with mainstream media, with politicians, and people don't actually know what's going on. And so with Tar and I, we're going up to the Capitol. Our legislative session starts again January 3rd. We take groups up there and we do grassroots lobby training day where we show people mm. how to talk to legislators, how to just approach legislators, because politics is very confusing sometimes. But our our goal and our mission is to talk to everybody, talk to people. They want to know. People are hungry for the information. And when we're talking to my neighborhood Latino, you know, Latino event that's going on, I tell them it's not just one demographic. It's not just affecting Latinos. It's not just affecting the Black community. It's affecting all of us mm -hmm. with our children on the forefront. Mm -hmm. That's the common ground that we can come to is that children should always be protected. And when we walk into no, I think the, many of the moms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and when you walk into the we walk into the Capitol, the beginning day of session, there's no bills that are out yet. Right. We're waiting a little bit for the bills to come. And we make a point of going around to each office and we'll have people, you know, 50, 100, 150 people, every de demographic, every district all over. And we say, just look at everyone's face. We'll literally say to the like, they'll come out and we're like, 
We want you to, you know, hey, good to see you again. We want you to look, look at all of the faces here, every one of them. And we don't want you to put us in a box. What we represent is the real California, every demographic. And we're telling you, we want to protect children. We want to protect families. We want to protect freedom. And we're going to move on any issue, whether it's a central bank digital currency, whether it's a, a violation of parental rights, whether, you know, whatever it might be, uh, a, an issue around medical um, transitioning of children. We're working on that heavily. We're like, it, don't put us in any one category. Know that we're going to move locked arms together. And this is how we won. I mean, when you people... People will have a, sleep a lot better at night if you start engaging in like the work to actually course correct because it, and it's important that we use microphones. One thing that we all pray for on the ground and the work we're doing is for the big microphones to spotlight in so that, that the legislators feel that pressure as well. And that gives them the cover to move in the direction to balance that we want. So, you know, it's really... You'll sleep better at night engaging, but we've won in 2022. We defeated a bill called SB 866 that would have uh, medically emancipated all 12-year-olds in the state to make their own vaccine decisions without any parental knowledge or consent, every shot. Uh, it was, you know, a hard-fought victory. We went to the end of session and we defeated it. And I mean, we even had the authors, Senator Scott Weiner, have the California Medical Board tweet about us calling, you know, the opposition led by anti-vax extremist moms, um, you know, who led the COVID lockdown. And and I will tell you that that and this is interesting. That used to work. It used to be like um, the media calling us these names used to work. But in 2019, Denise didn't tell you when we formed Freedom Angels, we started peaceful civil disobedience. We stood on chairs at the final hearing and we said, you can arrest us. Um, these are our kids and we're not moving and we're not going to comply. We we believe that if it's tyranny and it's going to hurt our kids, it's our duty to not comply. And then we had an 11 day Occupy that of the California Capitol, we chained some of our best friends to the door, to moms, to the doors of the California Capitol. Um, there was seven arrests one of the days. We lost that bill. And then we went into COVID and we were arrested in, during COVID and locked out of so many processes. We, we turned to move in the mm. counties. But what happened when we went back in 2022, Denise and I went back as, you know, we, you couldn't be more vilified or censored than we were. And, and especially in the California legislature. And we walked in and we showed up every, as many days as we could to just build relationships and say, nope, we're going to keep coming to the table and having reasonable conversations and trying to move you there. And we, with that win, it shows you, it's, it's a proof. You can't, we're not winning all of them right now, but you can look at the wins. It's a proof. We won. We also defeated the HPV mandate this last year for um for all kids K through 12 and college in California. And then we helped pass um SB 14, which was uh, protections on human trafficking. So against children, child human trafficking. That's good. Yeah. That's great. But that's so cool. we're they wanted HPV for K through 12 or just I thought you were had to be like 13 nine, or nine, age nine it starts. K she said K through 12. They well, wanted yeah, I, you to give it to them at that. Both right. It's 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 really right now. It's a sixth grade, seventh grade. They want it, but they're looking at like Dr. Drew said, nine. And this was basically for whatever age checkpoint they decided that they were moving it to, plus college. 
but we defeated so, it. And this is historic. Uh, so, so we got to kind of wrap things up. Um, I appreciate your guys being here. I appreciate what your work you're doing. It sounds enormous. <laughs> it sounds it yeah. Sounds keep up the good work. Daunting. Oh my goodness, Susan. Do you have any question for them? No, I just I'm so excited that moms are finally standing up for what's right. I've what, already, what have I said? I've always told you that you know when they finally take charge, things will get done. Uh, I believe I was the one that said that first. Didn't I say that? <laughs> yeah. No, it was me. <laughs> yeah. Once okay. the moms get involved. So, oh, yeah. So, but, yeah, they, but, we've reached that But that I do now. know that to be true. And, and I know, um, you know, the, the difference between a mom and a pit bull is eventually the pit bull lets go. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I, I, uh, I like to see you guys in action. What's I that, just Denise? snorted. In 2012, when I decided to make that decision to walk away from that lifestyle. That was mm. a really hard decision. Mm. That was a decision that could well, have been in harm's way because I decided to leave, yeah. you know? And so yeah. I, it was, but it was one of those decisions I made. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get in trouble and locked up for that when this is happening over here. Like I'm going to move so, my energy. So let me, let me, I'm very interested in moments of change, particularly, you know, I would deal with addicts and things like that all the time. And, and usually people have these moments of clarity where they decide I, I, I'm going this way now uh, when they make a big, big change like that. Do you, do you have a specific moment of clarity uh, for leaving the, the gang? And is it the same moment of clarity that you saw on politics where these things dovetailing together? It merged together. I mean, in 2012, like I said, I was an active gang member. I was out on the streets. I I was um, with this lifestyle, and I was not with my kids. It, it was the mm. one of the most extreme positions that I was in. Were you doing right? drugs? Did you get sober or something? Um, no, I never did drugs. Was there any I treatment? I, that's amazing. Yeah. No, I told them. You were not, not treated? You didn't have a... Did you did were you inspired by a new relationship? Was there somebody that got a hold of you and started getting you to think? Or it was just on your own? My husband. My husband. I actually before I met my husband, I had a wife. I had a wife and I had children with her. Um, and then when I met my husband, it was just one of those moments of meeting somebody and having that interesting conversation. And when I sat down and I started cross-referencing what my children were dealing with. And then I pulled my daughter's old medical records where she almost died from getting the HPV shot. I was pissed off that I was lied to and that the doctors gaslit me and that they made me feel like I was a horrific mother because I asked questions. And so I sat there and I made the decision to leave this lifestyle that that decision put my whole family at risk. Um, but it was a decision that I had to make because I couldn't do that fight and do this fight at the same time. Um, I was doing, you know, going against laws and and ready, ready to be arrested for whatever I needed to do. But going into this battle was a moment of sitting down on the floor crying because I'm like, what did I do to my kids? I don't understand this yeah. and not yeah. understanding. I threw myself in it and I started going to conventions and meetings and, and meeting people who could help me move through what I, what I was experiencing. And so after a while, that decision was very easy for me to make. I chose my kids. I chose my family and I chose yeah. to protect them instead it, of everything it, else. It is the ability to see yourself with a new pair of glasses uh, and your life with a new pair of glasses. And usually it's another person reflecting to us that gives us that opportunity to put those glasses on. 
and as you, you're representing here, there are people along the way that continue your growth and continue to help you. And, and I hope that you have many, many more ahead as a assembly member. Boy, do I look forward to that. Uh, when is when is that election? March 5th is the primary. So I'm hoping that um, the moms and the, the dads realize that Sacramento has sold our children out to the pharmaceutical cartel. And so it's time for some course correction. Uh, Dr. Even Drew, if you don't have strong feelings, go ahead, Tara, say again. Well, back to what you're saying about the a different lens to view life. I think that's yeah. actually one of the blessings yeah. of the COVID lockdowns is it gave so many more people a new lens. And I always yeah. think that, you know what, that, yeah. that feeling of like, wow, anything's possible. There are no rules in a sense. We get to, you know, yeah. on the bad end for the COVID lockdowns, though, actually yeah. can, if you hold that perspective, you're like, you know what, anything is possible. We can, and it is like, what is the meaning of us even being here in existence? Like all through humanity, you didn't ask for, I'm all for society, but society that's a support structure and not a cage and that takes care of each other. And I think that, you know, if we end up looking at like it that way, that we can, we can change. This is what we're here to do. We're here to build the world we want. We don't have to accept things that are broken. We don't have to accept uh, a world that we have no power in. We absolutely do. And especially if we lock arms together, then we can help each other because it's not, it's like, it's like in the wilderness, we're together and we can like pioneer this path with each other and figure it out along the way. And then, then we get to reimagine, including medicine. And you, like medicine has failed And you us. want people to go to Angels, let's see if we have it. We have Freedom Angels too, but what is the website if the people want to participate? Freedom-angels.org. And if you sign up for our email okay. blast, we'll okay. send you out the dates of where we're going to be for, at, in Sacramento. Okay. All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, hopefully, Susan, anything before I wrap this up uh, with them? Anything you want to go out to Sacramento with me? And uh, she's. Susan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on with the moms. Yeah, come and then we're going to have a hangout party oh, after. She said you yes. Come. <gasps> okay, sounds good. All She's right. in. Well, if you get her in, I'm in. So it's pretty easy. Okay. All right, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you soon, I hope. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Keep up the strong work, uh, ladies. To, tomorrow we are in early. Uh, again, we're going to have a couple comedians in tomorrow. Zhao Ying Summers. She's uh, a Chinese comedian. She's she, But she, unfortunately... Susan always wants her to talk crap about the Chinese government, which she cannot do she because can't. she works in China. Yeah. She's got a TV she doesn't want to get there. disappeared. She doesn't want to get disappeared. Uh, I will get to talk to Dr. Li Meng Yang. What's that? I was reading yeah. about her a bit, and apparently she gets has over a billion views on TikTok, and yet she already was banned for like three full months off of TikTok herself. Uh, there's a lot of story behind her. She's been very interesting. In, they banned in, her, like they banned her account China? on TikTok like, entirely, is what I read, for three months as she was coming up banned her account entirely and she somehow got it back and now has over a billion views there. So she has a, a lot of stories, a lot yeah. of stuff from China as well. She's so um, funny. Caleb's excited about the social media presence there. She's a friend of ours and uh, she's very, very funny. And uh, she's got a lot of interesting insights. Uh, she can she can talk about, you know, all, all the craziness of this country from her perspective, yeah. which is really interesting. And then Brad Williams comes on back as well. Okay, Brad, what do you what do you want to say, Susan? You're no. looking poised. I'm there you are. Up. And uh, Zhao Ying, uh, Li Mengyan, and then Emily Kaplan next week. All right, everybody, we will see you at noontime tomorrow.
Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help.